Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're tuned to AM670, KLTT, KLTT HD, Commerce City, Denver. And now FM at 95.1. And streaming worldwide at 670KLTT.com. Welcome to the Good News with Angie Austin. Now, with the good news, here's Angie. Hi, friend. Welcome to the good news with Angie Austin and Michelle Ron today, 2004 Miss Senior America. Big time speaker, former teacher, and uh, each uh, week she picks out a word that we discuss. And uh, in, on this uh, cold week, we're going to talk about the word sticky. S-T-I-C-K-Y, sticky. What's up yes, with that, ma'am. Michelle Ron? <laughs> Well, it's just, I learned, I learned, first of all, it has a new meaning, which I'll get to in just a second. But I've, all my married life of 53 years here, I have often joked that my husband is Velcroed to me. And we all, I mean, we knew what Velcro was, at least I did when I was sewing and so forth. But now, uh, thanks to this particular devotional that I've been reading, um, I have another word, and that same word that means Velcroed is sticky. And honestly, there is a new definition for it, which I did not know. But when you Google the website, um, or when you Google sticky, it says stickiness is anything about a website that encourages a visitor to stay longer. A website is sticky if a visitor tends to stay for a long time and to return. And obviously, the website wants them to stay because they have ads to sell. And it's just about all about the average time each visitor spends on the site. So, so sticky, is, here it is. It's, it really is in use of land content that once you land there, you just can't leave. And isn't that what Jesus' words are? I mean, I love it. It's just, it's just another word for how he's calling to us. And I'm sure out there have um, been following Jesus and asked and, and talked to him and prayed to him, and you've developed a relationship with him. And the more we develop that relationship, the more he opens up to us, which means that. They don't believe me, but super glue is kind of like the sticky because if we follow him, he just he'll engage with us and what he's doing. And if we're aware and and asking and listening and our eyes are open and watching, then that word sticky makes so much sense to me. So I just thought it was fun. I hadn't I didn't realize it was being used for a website. I love that, that <clears throat> the more that we go back, the more like super glued we get to the Lord. And my yep. kids also use a lot of sticky notes to um, you oh, know, sure. mark, mark an important area of something they're trying sure. to learn so that they come back mm-hmm. to it over and over again, which would also, I guess, pertain to sticky. I love that. Now, right. um, now going back to your husband, yeah. you know, you're very social. So I'm wondering how this <laughs> has worked for, did you say 53 years? 53, you're almost 54. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So let's go with 54. 54 years now you've been married. So probably together 55 or thereabouts. Right. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So 
you are independent. You have a ton of friends. You really um, engage with people. You do a lot of lunches, get-togethers. How does that work? Because he's not as social. He'd be fine with just you, right? Correct. I I feel he would. And we grew up together uh, from elementary school on up through uh, high school, but never dated until we met actually out in Colorado. But the point is that Yes, you described him well, and he he doesn't like to chit chat. He um, he has friends, but he just would assume in, enjoy being home. And um, I I like being home, but I have to be rejuvenated by friends, and I feel that I learn from them and make they make me better. And so, Bob Bob is great about. It's kind of like a Dolly Parton and her husband. Hold on. Yes, <laughs> right. You never Not see the husband. Much. Correct. Yes. But they both accept what each other is. And um, that's certainly important. It's important that we nurture each other, but we must nurture what the blessings are that God has given each one of us to do. And I, when I entered that Queenie thing and uh, 17 years ago for Miss Senior America, that was a shock to my husband's system. Believe me, it was. It, was, it, it was not his favorite thing at all. But, but he, he never would make a point of saying, oh, no, you can't do that or you shouldn't do that or something. He, we understand what each other needs to be nourished and to be fed. And um, the more, the older I become, the more I believe and being fed by what God is telling me and or leading me or what what he what or who he puts in front of me. And I think that's true for Bob, but he's just very comfortable in being home, period. You know, I we've probably been together um, maybe a hundred times over the last uh-huh. decade or so, you know, especially in the studio because you come in so often. Um, I have met Bob on several occasions. He came into Channel 2 when I worked on the morning show. He was with you once, I believe. Uh-huh. And then right. um, he has waited for you outside the studio a couple of times. But then we also <laughs> went to dinner together. And I remember, this cracks me up, I still remember he knew what he paid for college because he'd saved some of his tuition oh, yeah. slips. And it was some ridiculous amount, like $12.85 for the semester or something. (laughs) Some low figure, yes, for sure. But that was 100 years ago, too. So we have two granddaughters who are entering college this year, and we have one um, grandson in college. It is it's a whole new ball game, isn't it? I mean, so unbelievable, expensive. unbelievable. Even from when I went, I think it was a yes. grand or fifteen hundred yes. a semester, something uh, to that sure. effect. Okay, so I also want—I think it's worth um, sharing. Besides the word "sticky," and the more you come back to Jesus and read His words, uh, the more you mm-hmm. stick to the Word of God. Um, I also think that you have an important lesson. Um, I've remembered some uh, several of the things you've told me over the last decade or so, and I'll never forget. You know, Bob grew up in a family where there wasn't really affection. And you remind me so much of my aunt and my uncle. My uncle literally, all he needed was my aunt. That's it. And Mm, we would have family uh gatherings and he would go, but he wouldn't say much. And sometimes he'd even go to his car and read. In fact, at one of her her class reunions, he went with her, but then he said, now I'm just going to go out the car and read. And he did. He went out in the car and read. Mm. We would have huge cookouts with 50 people at the lake. And I'd come in, whatever he could put his hands on, he might be reading a coloring book about dolphins. It didn't matter what it was. (laughs) 
he was uh-huh. he was reading and he just loved to read. So I did see him recently. My aunt has passed away. She and I were very close. She was kind of a second mom to me. And he's uh-huh. interestingly enough a lot more social and a lot more effusive now. Like he never used to say I love you and now he'll say it back to me and like bear hug me. And what's interesting mm. is that he had a mom or an upbringing like your husband Bob did in that his mom, I don't know about your husband's mom, but my uncle Dick's mom never said I love you, did not kiss mm. him, did not hug him. Now I cannot mm. imagine, I must say it to my kids several times a day, at least once a day. And in text Good. and in person and, you know, when they when they leave and when they come and they go. And my, my son's 16 and he says it mm-hmm. even when he's in the car with his friends. You know, yeah, he's not good. embarrassed Great. to say it. So sure. um, how did you overcome that? Can you explain to people? Because I think a lot of people these days, if they don't get the love they're accustomed to getting from a partner, sometimes they just leave and get a divorce because it's easier to leave now than it ever has been before. Right. It, it, it definitely was. Um, well, Bob, first of all, Bob and I did know each other growing up. And so we had a history of that and even he's a year older than i am but we still were in the same same people that we ran around with and so forth and so forth but then there was a period of long of several years where we didn't meet until out where both of us were teaching here in jefferson county Uh, bob's parents were wonderful I i don't ever want to indicate that they didn't show love but they also grew up in um families that didn't necessarily hug and so that kind of was transferred to um, Bob and his brother growing up. They lo- they were loved. They definitely felt loved. But in my family, and um, my mom would hug everybody on the street. I mean, it was, and so would my dad. Um, so it was it was a coming together of two very different childhoods. The important thing is that we learn to talk about it. It took me a long time to say to him, I need a hug, because I just assumed he should know that I needed a hug. But he really didn't. He didn't understand because he had never witnessed or or felt that. So I think the communication has to be there for, for newly married couples. And if you can't talk about it, it's just going to fester and get worse and worse and worse. And, but, you know, I, I think that certainly makes me think about, okay, how did Bob and I raise our girls? You know, did we, did we express that? Yes, we did. And Bob's mom, when she couldn't hug our girls hard enough, I mean, she loved them so much and um, loved us, loved us also, but it was, it was a lesson they learned. And, um, it's important that we just keep communicating, I think would be my advice. I, um, I laugh a little bit about this because my husband isn't really a PDA kind of person. And so Uh I always try to like, um, laugh or make him feel like uncomfortable to like jokingly, like I saw the we were at the gym and usually I walk alone. I try to walk like five miles a day. And as yeah. I'm walking on the track, sometimes he comes up at the end and walks a few laps with me. And, you know, he's six mm-hmm. six and you'd think that, you know, yeah. he would be um, so much faster than I am because I'm like five one maybe. And um, mm-hmm. but no, he's a slow walker. He kind of boom, boom, boom. So anyway, <laughs> um, I see this couple in front of us and they're holding hands on the, on the track. And I said, oh, what a great idea. Let's hold hands on the track. <laughs> and I grabbed his hand knowing that he would like rip it yeah. away like I touched him with acid, you know, because it's like mm-hmm. so not his thing. But, you know, I think mm-hmm. that like you said, 
with Bob, just um, kind of letting him know what you need that over the years, if you do communicate, you can come to a happy medium, you know, where uh, right. you, you feel comfortable in the way that you uh, uh, integrate your uh, love languages, I guess. And uh, we've talked about that and before. I think that's, yes, for sure. It's so important, not only with... Um, the, the the what we need as a physical touch and a physical person thing and, and he's the one that finally said to me you have to tell me when you need a hug i don't mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. and and that's good that's good because you talk about it but the other two subjects that you've got to communicate about are money and religion i mean you, you know we we grow up in different homes with um with emotional baggage and money baggage and you know what do we believe who do we believe in god and i think just the form of communication um is so important yeah i think finance is so important um i know you had a house in florida for many years and now i've pretty much figured mm-hmm. out two things uh bob's very thrifty so you could afford this beautiful mm-hmm. home in florida a second home number two he wanted you for half of the year to get you away from all those friends so he could have you to himself <laughs> <laughs> that's cute. That's cute. And I look back on, you know, um, on this finance thing. Um, I've often kidded with with Bob and said, you know, if you put a ten dollar bill in my hand, um, it'll be gone in five minutes, and I have no idea where it went. But I had a great time. If you put a ten dollar bill in Bob's hand, it'll be there six months down the road with interest. And it's just the way it is. And I'm very thankful because I did not grow up that way. Um, I didn't discover until my parents passed away that they had declared bankruptcy when I was in college. I didn't know that. Mom never shared that, which which I wish she would have. My dad wasn't wasn't a saver either. And... uh, I I definitely am. And I think my husband said if I wasn't so good with money, he probably never would have married me. I'm like, oh, so romantic. All right, MichelleARon.com. That's where you can find Michelle. MichelleARon.com. We'll be right back. Kenyon City is listening to the Mighty 670 KLT. When disaster strikes, look to the helpers. Look to Ark Thrift again, one of the first on the scene to help those affected by the Marshall fires. Just as they did with the floods and COVID, they are again providing critical relief to the communities they serve. Many communities suffer from the bystander effect when struck by tragedy, when people tend to watch as others suffer, passive and unwilling to step in. We are lucky to have Arc Thrift in our local communities to step up and help where others don't. As a listener, you too can step up. Support their mission by shopping in their stores and by donating to the relief fund at arcthrift.com. Putting the pieces back together is a long-haul effort. Relief efforts for the Marshall Fires are needed on an ongoing basis. Again, don't hesitate to visit the Arc Thrift website to gift a donation and help give back to your local community. The website is arcthrift.com. That's arcthrift.com. Angie Austin here with the good news, along with Michelle Ron, a 2004 Miss Senior America speaker, former teacher, and uh, also a great advice giver. Uh, hello, oh, Michelle. Oh, gosh, no. Oh, you gosh, are. No. The, the, the thing about generations is that we must 
mingle because we've learned what kind the older generation, the experienced generation, we've learned what works and what doesn't work. So therefore we can share, but no, I'm not an advi- I'm not good at advice, but I will be happy to share experiences. Oh, Ta-da. I love listening to you. I think you're such a good teacher because you really Thank expand you. on a topic, but you have a point and you have a conclusion. You usually explain like why you made this point and I don't know. I just I love the way you present Thank information you. and it's I in such a teacher fashion. You. It's very thorough. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. All right. I think you'll like this topic, and I picked it without you knowing. And it's raising responsible kids because I'm really working right now on this, especially with social media. And one thing right. I'm really trying to teach the kids is whatever you write on social media, it is there forever, and it can be copied yep. and pasted and taken completely out of context. Where I worry most about their responses, I don't worry necessarily about what they post in general. I'm more worried about angry responses to horrible things others say to them. I've taught mm. my one of my daughters, Hope, to at least if she's unhappy with something maybe mean, cruel, pestering that someone writes to <laughs> say, she writes, okay, which is that's fine with me, or nothing, Right. Um, mm-hmm. um, the littlest That's one, good. Faith, she's a little feisty. So she likes to set you, she likes to put you in your place. And I said, Faith, they can take your angry response or your, what I would call almost <laughs> like to be, you know, a, a little nonchalant about it, snotty, you know, like her snotty mm-hmm. response or, uh, retaliatory or defensive response. I said, they can just copy and paste that. And say you Mm -hmm. said this to or about another person, and there will never be any context as to what you were responding to. So anything under your name on your whatever TikTok, that's like their big thing these days, um, can be taken out of context. And uh, I've even had um, a neighbor kid um, notify me that my one of my kids had made an angry response to someone who you know was baiting um, them. But I don't care. You cannot engage with these people. Yeah. They're irrelevant in terms of how we feel about ourselves, and their opinion of us um, is none of our business. I don't care. So okay or nothing is fine with me. Or thank you. You know, <laughs> if they mm-hmm. say something, right. mean, thank right. you. Right. Thank you for your um, opinion. Be nice um, to them. Yeah. I, but mm-hmm. you talk a lot and this is one of the things i got this from the um illinois um education extension it must be you know a a, a class that's offered and it's from a family life educator raising responsible kids sherry bircham and so one of them and i want you to talk about it a little bit as we get into these has to do with choices why is that word choices how do you teach it to your grandkids and your kids and why is it so important for you for them to know how to make good choices Mm-hmm. Okay. So you start oh, there. Gosh. Can I? Oh, my goodness. Where to start? For, a couple things. First of all, you are exactly right. When something is posted, it's on there. It's in. It's there forever and ever. When you go to get a job 20 years from now, it's going to be there. On the other hand, when um, kids are responding, I I tend to respond right away, and I would be like hope. I mean, I honestly would have a real hard time not to respond. But you are, I think you're exactly right in what you're saying. You know, just say okay or thank you. And um, I've 
kidded. I think we've even talked about it at one point in time when I was in school. And if I wrote a note to a friend and it was intercepted by a teacher, the only people that knew about that note would be maybe four kids and the teacher and myself. And it was okay. But today in social media, when they put something on on um, their their TikTok or Facebook or Instagram, whatever it is, it's there for the entire school to see. Yes. Can you imagine how hard it is to walk in the next day and you know that everybody knows? I just, I can't even comprehend that. So Yes, and that they're whispering, sure. et cetera. I mean, there's yes. so much going on with mental health with these young people. And I read recently, and I didn't read the whole article, but it had something to do with a classmate creating a social media page in another classmate's name. So let's say the other classmate is Sue Smith. Oh, wow. She makes a mm-hmm. fake page for Sue Smith, and then she makes threats, etc., against people mm-hmm. and possibly the school. And then Sue Smith is either arrested or gets in trouble. And I knew mm. this happened to a family once where a fake a Facebook page, where back when when kids still used Facebook a fake Facebook page and um and then she bullied other kids but it wasn't really her doing the bullying but she got blamed for it and ostracized for it that is a dangerous thing and I know they're getting more um more uh cautious about or more uh stringent about enforcing Mm -hmm. um you know laws pertaining to faking uh that you're someone else and getting someone in trouble or parents pretending to be another kid and, you know, bullying another Mm -hmm. child who maybe reacts and harms themselves or something. I mean, it's a dangerous medium, that's for sure. Absolutely. I mean, it is. And then when we go to that word choices, which you know I am passionate about, um, because your kids are making harder choices than my generation, and I think even your generation, Angie, have ever had to face. Oh, yeah. And those, if we don't teach those, the ability to make wise choices to our children at home, then they will pick up on the choice of the kids that they are hanging around with that they want to be friends with or mm. anything else. And yeah. it's just so important. So, yeah, my mantra for, well, ever since Columbine, uh, when my grandkids leave me, my last thing out of my mouth is, uh, hey, love you lots, babe. Make a great choice today. Oh, my gosh, you look so great today. Make a great choice because we're not there to make their choices. And when they are in these situations, they have to have the foundation to know and to reason. So you got to talk about it. Back to the communication thing. You have to talk about it at some point. Well, that's one of the big to-dos on this How to Raise Responsible Children on this Illinois Education Extension website article that I'm reading. And uh, one has to do with, you know, giving kids instructions for chores, tasks. I finally came up with a very simple calendar, and it's Monday through Saturday. Sunday I call Dad's Choice because we might make them do more in-depth jobs. But Monday through Mm -hmm. Saturday they rotate the kitchen, like the pet care and cat boxes and like laundry and something else, right? But I will write so specifically, like just last night, I told my 16-year-old to get two baskets of clothes that were next to grandma's recliner and bring them up to Faith's room and Mm, one basket of clothes that was mine and, and his dad's uh, located in the laundry room and to bring that up. So today I, I walked past a basket this morning early and I see that it's my daughter Hope's laundry mm-hmm. and that he brought up, you know, all 
her stuff. And I'm like, I, I, Michelle, I'm not kidding you. I told him three times specifically where our <laughs> basket was, right? But they say we're supposed to avoid being a nag and we're supposed to give them in specific instructions for a task. Now, I do think this job rotation I've come up with is pretty effective because every mm-hmm. day they know my, my son sometimes tries to switch out, you know, the days and erase mm-hmm. his name, <laughs> put one of his sister's names on the kitchen. Sure. Um, but sure. I know the rotation, <laughs> the rotation's so basic, it follows a pattern so i know when you've done that (laughs) yeah good for you good yes yeah we need that for seniors too i'll tell (laughs) you okay (laughs) yes ma'am so they talk about not being a neg i have to say that's been one of my more difficult um assignments as a parent because my, hu- my husband would just say, like, well, we'll take the phone or they can't go to the sleepover. He's a lot tougher than I am. And then mm-hmm. uh, if they don't do that, you know, so uh, that we don't have to nag. <clears throat> and I remember a parenting expert we used to have on Channel 2. He would say, you know, if they don't get that done, then when it's time to go to the basketball game or to mm-hmm. volleyball practice or to take them to some fun event at the amusement park, that you're lying in bed and you and your husband are watching a fun show and eating popcorn. And they're like, come on, it's time to go. And then Mm -hmm. you say, oh, I would love to have taken you. It would have been so great for you to have gone to the amusement park or water world with all of your friends, but (laughs) you didn't mow the lawn. And since I certainly wouldn't nag you, um, you know, we either did it ourselves or we're going to have to do it ourselves. So we won't have time to take you to your event. Mm -hmm. Now, that's a tough one. My husband would do it Very in nice. the blink of an eye. Yeah, right. That, that My kids grew up with Bob and I as parents in the time of Foster Klein and Love and Logic, which is actually... That's him. Which That's is, him, Love and Logic. Oh, was it Foster? Yeah, yes. Oh, yeah, okay. Perfect. And so um, it, Foster would say to your husband, that's exactly what you need to do. And the hard, hard thing is following through, yes. following through with that. And back to... Um, giving directions. And I love your rotating calendar. I think that's super. We also have to know our kids on how much information they can absorb. Yes. In other words, if I, if I'm giving them two or three commands in this and that and that, if that's too much, or can I add even one more? So I think that's important. Also, um, I also want to emphasize that when you and I are talking about choices, that that choice goes way down to a toddler. I mean, way down to a toddler. You can you can start teaching kids choices um, when they understand your language and when they are just beginning to walk. For example, um, the night before you're going to do something the next day. Hey, Sam, do you want to wear the white shirt or do you want to wear the red shirt or the blue shirt for tomorrow? He chooses which color shirt and then you lay it out and then that's his choice for the morning. There's no arguing there, Uh but he's beginning to make a choice Uh himself. Uh That's why I see. I think that we see so many kids in college just go crazy because they've never they've they've always 
they've never had boundaries. And so they don't know what choices are wise to make. Um, And also follow through. I think my husband, you know, he has a company and a lot of the millennials will quit when they get their feelings hurt. And I'm not saying all, but a lot get their feelings hurt. And so they want to quit or not give two weeks because their feelings are hurt or they give two weeks. And my husband says, well, we really just need you like another week then because we'll have your replacement in this day. And then, well, if you're not keeping for two weeks, I quit today. You just had an employee of five years do that. Well, then I'm leaving today. Wow. It's like, you know, I'll wow. show you. And so um, one thing I think he's trying to teach them is follow through and responsibility Definitely. and that feelings aren't facts. You know, right. feelings aren't a reason Good to point. quit a job on the spur of a moment. And mm-hmm. so um, mm-hmm. my son said the other day, sometimes I feel like you don't like me, dad. He goes, I love you, but I'm not here to be your best friend. The world is That's tough. Right. And so I've got to be tough on you for you to be able to handle the world. And so when coaches yell at kids or this, that, and the other, if they're they're rough, um, I see a lot of kids in tears. And I'm not saying I agree with mean coaches or, you know, the coach that makes them do push-ups and embarrass them in front of the whole team or whatever. Mm -hmm. But my husband, they're so accustomed to being tough at home. They're not overly sensitive when they go out and someone's Mm -hmm. a little bit hard on them. They're used to that because the expectations are particularly high with my husband and me too although I may go about it a different way and do a little a few more reminders or say Mm -hmm. you know if you don't have that done when your dad gets home you will lose your phone and possibly more than just for a day it might be a week so I try Mm -hmm. to be very specific with them about what the repercussions for their behavior will be and they know that dad is going to follow through with that so I'm kind of like the interim director like we need to get this this and this done or this will happen and I can guarantee it all right. Once again, mm-hmm. we're out of time, but I always love our topics, Michelle. You're so much fun to have on oh, the show. I, I love being with you. And John Wooden. Read anything by John Wooden, I anything would say. Anything by Ta-da. John Wooden. MichelleAron.com. <laughs> yes. She'd love to speak at one of your events. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin on AM670 KLTT. The preceding program is sponsored by The Good News with Angie Austin. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver, broadcasting in HD digital radio and online at 670KLTT.com. Some of the greatest spiritual movements in our nation's history were sparked at universities. As surprising as it may seem to think of today's colleges as hotbeds for the Christian faith, The early records of many of the best universities read like a virtual history of spiritual revival. Some of the first reports of these student revivals emerged during the First Great Awakening in the 18th century. However, it was the Second Great Awakening from 1790 to 1845 that produced the most powerful student revivals and the prayer movement that sustained them. For literally a half a century, America experienced genuine revival. Today, there are growing movements in United Prayer on college campuses across the country. Students are mobilizing an extraordinary 24-7 prayer for spiritual renewal and evangelism. Go to collegiateayofprayer.com and stand with these students in prayer on February 24th. I'm Jay Anderson with Together for the Collegiate Day of Prayer and OneCry.com. Christ-led talk and teaching. You're listening to 670 KLTT. You have to ask yourself the question, where's my focus? If I really believe that he's the God he says he is, 
that he has all power, that he loves me unconditionally, that he's promised in his word, I will never leave you nor forsake you, then I'm going to believe one way. But if I'm still struggling, more than likely part of the reason for that struggle is I don't know what God says. You know what God says? Rely on me. Lean on me. Trust me. Does that mean you're inactive and passive? No, it doesn't. It means that your perspective has changed. It means your focus is different. One of God's promises to those of us who are believers is that He will supply everything we need to live a godly and fruitful life. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.